Welcome to the Decide Your Legacy podcast, helping individuals and businesses unleash their potential. Join us every episode as host Adam Gregg discusses what is holding us back and how to find hope for moving forward. Along the way, we discuss developing healthy relationships and navigating life transitions while overcoming fear, stress, and anxiety. Live the life you want, the legacy you decide. Welcome back to the Decide Your Legacy podcast. This is episode number 26. Today we're talking about finding clarity in your career, finding your right career fit. Very passionate about this subject. Been doing coaching for almost 13, 14 years, and I started out primarily focusing on career, that transition to the next thing in your career. Now, this is not just for people looking for a new job. It is also people who are going to want to start a business or retire or even finding good fits for volunteer opportunities. Stick around. You don't want to miss this. I'm Adam Gragg. I'm a life coach, a mental health professional, been a therapist and a coach for over 20 years, do a lot of speaking as well. And my passion in life is helping other people find transformational clarity, the kind of clarity that will propel them forward to face their biggest fears. I like to talk about things in such a way that you could describe the subject and the application to a six-year-old, and they're going to understand what you're talking about and even apply it to their life, potentially. I also like to discuss things that I need help with myself that inspire me. I'm a fellow traveler. I don't have all the answers. I am learning as I go, but I'm going to give you my best stuff, give you some tools. I do want to tell you, though, every episode, I'm trying to share something I've done risky over the previous couple of weeks that I can share with you, since that's one of my passions. So what I have done is I've been more interested in getting out and doing speaking. I shared last episode 25 that I've had some insecurity, COVID related, haven't been out as much. Well, I reached out to four companies this week and I think I have a verbal, well, I know I have a verbal on doing a speaking thing, a training for one company. So I wouldn't have had that if I wouldn't have taken the risk. Now that's encouraging to me, it's inspiring. I'm gonna talk to you today, just so you know, about some tools that I use with clients to help them find very specific tools to help them find their ideal career fit. I'm gonna share with you some ways to deal with anxiety about your career and moving forward. I'm gonna talk to you about three things you must do in order to find that excellent career fit, three concepts you gotta grasp. You're also gonna learn about avoidance, why we avoid and how to face your fears, how to actually confront your fears versus avoiding them. So you're gonna to wanna to stick around through this episode. Now, why is this important? Well, I'll tell you, career fit, we spend a lot of time in our career and well, pretty much, you know, more time with than we spend with our families, honestly, throughout the course of our life. And we wanna get it right in some way. There's no perfect fit. We're not talking about perfection, but we're talking about clarity so that it comes from inside. We're inspired to take that next step, to do that next thing, to take on that next project. We have some level of inspiration so we know what to face next in our lives. I had a really difficult job situation once where I had resigned from a job for ethical reasons. I got a new job. And then that job, the position I had running a division was taken over by one of the owners because the economy wasn't really good. This was in 2008. Um, 2009 is actually when I had left that job and I was really discouraged. I was unemployed for seven months and I'm telling you, I had a lot of shame about that. Like what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong through that process? I learned a lot about myself. I was really discouraged for four months. Then I got really hopeful because I started to have this vision for what can be in my life. 
And it was really encouraging. One thing to keep in mind is getting the right career fit is not about trying harder. I'm not really about telling you or getting you to actually try harder. I'm all about hard work, doing your best, but we know from performance psychology that we actually have to find ways to relax and to step back and to not try so hard, but to be ourselves, to do things that we want, to not make decisions in our career based on pleasing other people, what our parents want, what our grandparents did for a living. A lot of people make mistakes that can actually rob them of years of life because they do things that really aren't what they want, but it's what someone else wants. So we, if we try too hard and we have this linear, let's push forward, do the next thing, then we're going to miss it. We can set the wrong goals. We can head in the wrong direction. And then we wake up 10 years later saying, I don't like this. This is not good. That's why it's so important to figure it out now. And if you're listening and you think, man, I made some mistakes in my career. Well, it's never too late. If you're breathing, we can change that. You can readjust. You can start heading in a different direction. You can at least start to explore and see there's hope for something new and something bigger and something better. And when people stop trying to perform so hard or try so hard, then that's when they actually perform better because then they can trust their intuition. They can say what really is on their mind. They can do those things that they need to do. They will start to shift the amount of balance they have in their life. They'll start to trust that they can handle situations. Confidence increases. It's not about trying so hard. So again, as I say, on a scale one to 10, it's okay to be in the middle. It's okay to be a seven. It's okay to step back. Two questions that I generally ask all of my clients at the very beginning of their coaching. One is, is what are your biggest fears, which I actually address in episode 25. And another one is, you know, what's your vision for your future? What kind of things do you see yourself doing? And that one question, what do you want, basically? You know, what else do you want? What else is a great question to ask yourself? You know what you want, but what else? And how are you going to get there? That's my passion is helping people get to that thing that they want, but they have to figure out what it is they want, what it is the, the direction they really want to head in with their life. Now, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the topic. And these three things you got to know to find that career fit. Now, if you're interested, I will tell you as a great anxiety tool, go to, go to decideyourlegacy.com. It's five days to overpowering anxiety. Anxiety is a problem when it comes to making progress in our career. This will give you some of my best tools, stuff I use with clients to help you face your fears in your life. Five days to overpowering anxiety. First thing that you got to do to find a good, to find clarity in your career and I would say out of all of these, it's probably the most difficult, but the most essential as well. And that is to know yourself, to be honest with yourself. There's three, two levels of honesty. You can be honest externally with other people, or you can really be honest about what is inside of you, what you think, what you feel, who you are. So if you were grew up in an athletic family and you're really musical and you want to be involved in drama and comedy and stand up and yet you're afraid, well, that's not being honest with yourself if you're not pursuing that in some capacity. Honesty is hard, I like I said, you but you can do things to know yourself. Now, what I like to do with clients is to take them through a process where they get in touch with their passions. A lot of times they're lifelong passions, things they've enjoyed, they like, they engage, that are easy and light for them, their passions and interests, and to get some clarity there, to understand their personality so really, you can use an instrument like the Myers-Briggs, which is one I really like. The DISC is also one I administer and really like. And then you look at your life experiences and all, where those three intersect. So your personality, 
your life experiences and your passions and interests, that's where you're going to have a really good potential career fit. And there's a lot of options in that area, honestly, for most people. Now, I've had some difficult life experiences, which many of you had and have had and will have. So maybe you were in a bad car accident or you lost a parent when you were younger or you went through some kind of abusive situation. I know I was at the beginning of my marriage, I really, we struggled with, with infertility. And I thought, you know, this is very discouraging. I struggled with that. And I didn't have a whole lot of people I could talk to about it because it was often focused on my wife at the time. And although it was a good thing, but I would struggle there. And what I've realized now is that experience has led me to being able to talk to a lot of people about a difficult subject over really the last 13, 14 years. My daughter's 14, so she was born and we've struggled. We struggled for a long period of time. I uh, went through, um, obviously, you know, I've talked about this before, but I had um, unfortunate, you know, difficult situation uh, happen over the last five years that I've struggled with a divorce. So um, that's helped me a life experience, which I would never, never would want to have or but it can help me to help other people. So these difficult, these positive and negative life experiences are part of knowing yourself and being honest with yourself. Now, I've said this before too, is rigidity is the cardinal trait of mental illness. We want to avoid rigidity, accepting who you are, what you've been through, your strengths, your weaknesses, your failings, and being willing to live that out in some ways, not in an awkward way, but in a public way to be yourself you know, that is accepting yourself. And that's going to lead to a more satisfying career fit, a life where you can just let these things out and not have to hide and not have to disguise and not have to not have to live in a hole, basically, you know? So you can be who you are. Now, what I like to do with clients is, is take them through the DISC and the MBTI and the Strong's Career Assessment. The Strong's, I've really found helpful. It gives you ideas on what good career fits are for people based on your answers and the sample size. I mean, they compare them with everyone else who's taken that instrument. And I believe there's been a very large sample of people that have taken that instrument over the last 15, 20 years. So that can be very helpful. I don't like clients to go into that thinking it's just going to give them the accurate, clear cut, this is what I must do kind of answer. You have to filter it or you have to actually look at it through the lens of, does this align with me? Does this inspire me? Can I see myself in this job 10 years from now? Can I see myself enjoying this job 10 years from now? And as you're honest with yourself and your interests and your passions and your personality, you'll start to see that some of these careers, some of these things align with you based on the results from the strongs. Other things you can do is you can simply, well, as I mentioned, Take a risk to live out who you think you are in a public way, whether it's volunteering, whether it's just being more honest with people, making new friends, joining a new support group, joining a new hobby, something that's going to get you in front of people where you can see, okay, I'm more real and I feel better and I, I like this. And so this is going to be a better fit for me. And so you don't change who you are. It's just, you're not hiding out anymore. You're doing things differently through journaling through going on a drive, through going on a walk, you find ways to understand and look at yourself honestly by trying new things. Maybe it's 
that you try hunting or fishing or some new hobby because you've had this on your mind, you think you might be interested in it, and you're gonna engage it, take a risk. I mean, these are risky things to do. I mentioned how I like to take, or it's healthy to take risks where you can get rejected, where you can feel inferior, where you can feel like a failure. If you don't fish and you try fishing out, you know, you may go with some buddies and feel like, man, I'm, I don't know anything here, you know, or you try photography and you realize, I like this, but I feel inadequate. So it's triggering some things inside of you, which actually helps you to understand yourself better so that you can make different decisions. It could inspire you. And you're saying, despite the little tiny bit I know about this, I'm still wanting to learn more. It's still something exciting for me personally. To get to know yourself, you gotta listen to your intuition. So one of the best possible things you can do related to anxiety is to learn to get in touch with that inner voice, to get out of your head, to recognize it for what it is, even name it, saying, there goes that anxious worry again. There goes that insecure thought again. You name it, and then you ask yourself even though, you know, what is in my heart about this? And what is the truth about this? So I look at truth as being different than some of the psychological lies or cognitive distortions we can believe. So the truth, people can believe they're a failure, they've made so many mistakes, they're ashamed of themselves, why try to make good decisions? I'm just going to give up. And then they know inside the truth is that they're a child of God. There's a plan for their life. There's a purpose for them. They can make good decisions from this point forward. They don't need to live in that shame. They can start to do things that are going to get them to the place they want to be in a year. And they start letting go. That's your intuition. If you ask it, if you step back and listen to it, there's going to be a different level of truth. Number one anxiety tool that I can ever give a client is to get in touch with that. So the second thing you got to do to find career clarity, to find that next fit in your life. And the third step, the third thing I'm going to give you is really practical. So stick around so you get some practical tips here of actually finding specifically a job, the stuff I give to clients. So what you want to do is create, number two is create and use filters. So a filter, like a coffee filter, it takes out the grinds and it leaves the coffee. So we have to filter through all the muck and mire, all the bad stuff, all the noise, what other people say, the people pleasing, the, this is the career I should be in. I mean, some people grow up thinking they should be only doctors or lawyers, you know, or business owner, yet they don't want to do any of those things. They want to be something totally different. We have to filter through what I call it, what I, just standard, these, these filters that give you clarity in your life. So one of them which is, these are things I do in coaching with all clients is helping people to figure out this vision that they have for their future. And you can, if I did this in the last episode as well, but just for a minute, what I want you to do is focus on your breathing. If you can, not in your car and not on your run, but this is, you can just listen if this is the case, if that's the case, but just think about in your job, once you, as you focus on your breathing and you may notice when you focus on your breathing that it does slow Take some deep breaths. I probably need to do so. I'm talking too fast, I'm sure, um, which I do on podcasts. And I want you, if a thought comes into your mind, I want you just to let it go, like an anxious thought, a worry, a distraction, whatever. And just recognize it. There's an anxious thought. Let it go. And focus on your breathing just for a second. There could be a rising and falling in your belly or your abdomen or your shoulders. And now I just want you to ask yourself, ask yourself, you know, your heart, your intuition, you know, what do I want? What's my ideal? What's my, what's a positive 
job like for me? What's, what's my vision for my future? What's my dream for my career? And just see what comes up for you. And note it. And trust that you'll remember it. You can let go of these fears and worries and just trust that these things that come up from inside, inspiration, you're going to stick. And so some, when they do this activity, and I kind of take you out of this for a second, they, they have some things that come up that are totally surprising to them. Like they're going to, a new business idea. I mean, something that could even be totally off the wall and potentially, you know, created some backlash from their family because they're going to quit a really good job, but they know that in their gut, you know, they want to start this business that's inspiring to them, you know, like starting a podcasting business or, you know, getting into real estate when you have a counseling background or something, you know, so you don't know what's going to come up. Some other filters that you can create as well. And you can look back on podcast number eight. I addressed this. It's getting a foundation of life balance. And there's going to be a link in the show notes to this podcast as well. So what you want is to find what is a seven on a scale one to 10 in each life area. And then you use that as a filter. So is this job opportunity or this thought that I have, like maybe I want to be and work as a park ranger in Yosemite? Well, you filter that through balance and you realize, well, it doesn't really align with certain areas with balance for me. Like my kids, you know, I won't be seeing them very much because they're in their teen years. And if I do that, I'm going to have to move to Yosemite and never see them. But that's the kind of filter you want to create. So it helps you to see that this is probably not the best fit right now, but it might be in the future. You want to clarify and use your life purpose. I believe everyone should come up with and actually reveal and uncover a life purpose statement, which is your unique spin. It's your unique way of contributing back, of giving back to the world. So people have a life purpose statement that is, it could be, you know, to inspire people to love nature, or it could be to help people deal with trauma. And I take people through coaching, through a process of identifying what their life purpose statement actually is. Also identifying your core values. And I actually discuss on podcast episode number 14, which we'll link to in the show notes as well. It's clarifying your life purpose. So check that out. There's actually a worksheet that you can link to as well in that, in the show notes from that actual episode on clarifying your life purpose. And then episode 23 is on living aligned, identifying and living out your core values. So this is another thing that becomes a filter for you. So is this potential job is this potential direction for me personally going to align with my values? And values are behaviors that you deem essential. So if your core values have to do with generosity and service, yet you're looking at careers that are taking you away from that, and they're more egocentric or they're more about you know making money and climbing the ladder, then that could be a filter for you. So just recently, I had a friend who is has, well, actually, it was through a friend that I heard about somebody becoming, wanting to go on the, uh, to, to go to do service work in Africa. And I think it was related to water and wells and things. And so, and some in their family were shocked that this person wanted to give up. They just graduated from college, wanted to give up all these other, other opportunities to go and be involved in this volunteer work. 
And they couldn't understand it. It just didn't make sense. But to them, to their, it was actually their sibling that had graduated from college. I mean, it made sense that they would do this thing because it was aligned with their values. And they had at a young age identified that giving back in this kind of capacity was aligned with their values. So you create filters. Another filter is to identify your core needs. Everybody has these energizers in their day that they want to get met. You know, so an energizer for me is, although I'm terrified by it, taking some kind of risk putting myself out there because I tend to be guarded and closed. So that gets me out and about. So an energizer for me is people. I got to be around people. I got to interact with people. I got to have live people. And I've realized that more than ever based on COVID over the last year and a half. So that I need to be around people. So we find these things that are filters in our lives and you can do that by hiring a coach. You can hire somebody, me or someone on my team to actually walk you through this process. You can do a weekend retreat, which is, I did a little half day mini retreat at the end of the year and in 2020. So I would love to go to the ocean or go to the mountains, do something like that and just process through what's happened in your life. But those filters are gonna be essential so you can eliminate the bad stuff and keep the good stuff. So the third thing that is, I would say not the, most difficult, but it can feel like the most difficult, and that's take action. And there's a theme as you ever, whenever you hear me talk, I'm talking about, you know, first of all, we got to have honesty. And honesty, what I mean by that is we are acknowledging that there's certain parts of our life that are off or that we want to be different. Then, so it's it's a it's awareness, basically. We're getting awareness. And then the second step is we accept it. We accept that you have to make this change. If I don't make this change, there's gonna be a consequence or I'm not gonna be as happy. I'm not gonna move in the right direction. Something's gonna happen potentially that will cost me and I need to make this change. So that acceptance becomes this thing that leads to commitment. And that commitment, commitment is more than just a decision, I'd say. It's something that we said, we are gonna do this no matter what. I mean, we're making a commitment here. And then the third thing is that we gotta take action. So the third principle, if you see a theme here with me as I talk, is we gotta take some kind of action to get some career clarity. This is where we get really practical right now. So we need to take action to get information that shows us what direction we should actually head in. Here's what I like clients to actually do is one thing is to identify for them 50 contacts that are, if you can, but you know, 30 to 50. And I find that few people cannot find 30 that are their go-tos. They're people that they have some level of connection to that they can share information with, that they can share, well, hey, I'm starting a podcast. Would you please check it out? Or it's their list. I'm starting and looking for a new job. I'm gonna retire and I'm looking for some other opportunities in my life. Do you have any ideas? It's a very simple, it can be, in fact, I would encourage people when they're looking for a new job to give the very simple email out to people so that they know in a personalized email. So it's not something through their LinkedIn contacts. It's actually a list of emails that they're making that are people that they know. It could be former coworkers, friends, neighbors, family members, people that don't even live in town, but that's gonna expose you to more people. Then I like people to actually identify and you can do this even if you're really happy with your job, 10 to 20 companies, and I give you a range here, so at least 30 contacts, emails, at least 10, but to 20 companies that you think would be great to work for. And there are companies that are local or actually could be in different areas that you'd potentially want to live, where you potentially want to live. And so you're starting to make this list which can lead you towards some ideas of new jobs, new career fields. These companies that you like, 
It could be people that you know work for them, or they're just popular companies like Nike or Apple, and you've always had this passion to actually be in technology or to work for that type of company. You don't have to, and that's why I say 20 for a lot of people, because it gives them the ability to look local and to kind of dream as well. And you're just starting. It can grow, but if you were actually looking for a new job, let's say you were unemployed like me, I'd have you do this same process, your 50 contacts, 20 companies, and I'd have you write an intro letter that it's snail mail that you're gonna actually send. And you could you could email this, that is fine, but you would get the you would get a contact at each of these companies. It could be just something through the Wichita or the business journal in Sacramento, wherever you live. You know, you get the name of the HR contact, you send them a letter. And it's just a basic introductory letter saying that I'm going to send you, and it could be three to five days, I'm going to send you a resume. And people are not necessarily used to getting that. So that's why I like the snail mail method. Then you send them a resume that's tailored to their company, and you can get lots of resources out there on the internet and basically through books and reading. And certainly if you're in college, you can get that through your career development classes and career development department. You start to develop a resume and you send that resume to them. And then the cool part about it is you actually follow up and with a, you follow up on that resume in three to five days, it could be a week with a phone call to that person. So you're, you, you can even can tell them in a cover letter with the resume, I'm going to follow up on this. And I've had clients drop by and talk to people. I've had clients follow up and call and get jobs. I've seen this work so positively when people have the courage to actually step out. So tomorrow, I'm gonna be talking to a recent college graduate who reached out to me that wants to visit with me about getting in the counseling profession. When people reach out like that to me, I mean, hey, I'm generally gonna try to make time for something like that because it takes a lot of courage and you never know who you're gonna meet. And that's a contact for me, it's a contact for them. It's a way to help somebody else. But that's what you gotta do is find ways to network just like that. These are some ideas for you. But networking events, like going to, I don't know if you have it in your town, but um, One Million Cups is like a small business entrepreneurial networker thing that people actually present their company or their idea and they get some feedback and questions on it. It's really positive environment. You can join a group like Toastmasters to learn how to speak, which I did for a year, which really helped me speak because I used to be terrified of that. You can actually go and join a rotary club or some kind of civic group, a church group, something, but you're getting yourself out there with different people. And I didn't say it was easy, but over time through these filters and over time, as you get to know yourself, you're going to find ways and things that jump out at you that this is a good career fit. This is something I want to actually do. When I started Decide Your Legacy, what I did is I tried to meet with, I had my list of 50 people and I tried to get coffee personally with everybody on that list. So there were some days where I was having coffee with three people, sometimes even back to back. And I was just sharing with them what I wanted to accomplish through this business. I wasn't necessarily asking them for business. I was just telling them my story. And that was inspiring to me because I got to talk about it and see how much I loved it and wanted to do this, helping people find clarity and face their biggest fears. It was inspiring to them. It did lead to clients. It led to a business that grew a lot faster than I thought it ever actually would. You do things to get out. And that's that's a crucial way to deal with your anxiety because if I give anyone another tip related to facing their anxiety is to stop avoiding don't avoid things. Don't avoid those biggest fears that you have. You have to find ways to face them. And by avoiding, we can do all kinds of things that we never would actually do to avoid this thing that we know we actually need to face. So like 
today. I mean, I can have times where I notice that I'm fixating and worrying about something that's out of my control. It usually has to do with something someone else is gonna do. So I have a client and they aren't really excited about applying something that they've learned or they have a setback in their life. And then my mind can fixate on, oh, it's gonna go bad. Or, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get sued by somebody for some reason that's totally off the wall because, and it has nothing, maybe it's somebody that I think is gonna trip outside in the snow in the winter or something. It's just, and I can fixate on that. And when I do that, it's because I'm avoiding something that I know I actually do need to face. It's some kind of a decision. It's some kind of a, insecurity that I need to deal with and work on. It's something that is more important that I'm using this other thing as a distraction, which I've shared that before. It's like a lot of addictive type behaviors like workaholism for me. I can get so consumed. I got to do this work project and get it done to perfection because I'm avoiding something else that I need to face. And it's often much, much more important, like working on being a better dad or, you know, getting out there and meeting new people or, you know, something with someone I love, expressing that to them or reaching out. But that tendency is just consuming. So we have to find a way to take action. Now, something I want to do, and I'm going to bring in um, an assistant coach on my team. His name's Hunter Lemunyan. He has been working with me, doing coaching with me for over a year now. And he's a recent grad. So he spent his senior actual year getting his psychology degree actually working with me has had a lot of exposure to different client situations. And I've been real excited about doing some career coaching with Hunter, us doing it together actually to help people, especially people who are wanting to transition, make the transition from college to that next career fit. And that's a scary time. And having some people, having coaches that can help you walk through that can be invaluable. So Hunter, what's been helpful for you just getting and launching out into your career? Yeah, I think it's just finding the strengths that you have. There's, it's easy to get lost and overwhelmed with, you know, adult life. Once you graduate college, <laughs> there's, there's a lot. So it's, it's finding what you had said. It's finding your passions. It's finding your strengths. You know, what are some of your biggest skills that you can utilize and that you've utilized up to this point? And it's easy moving forward with that. Very cool. And so why, because I've noticed that Hunter is really passionate about helping people find clarity and to guide them, basically walk alongside people. What's your passion all about to help people in this area and why? Yeah, you. I mean, you touched on it. It's the clarity. It's, I have, I have found myself when I was in college, you know, I probably like everybody else, a little lost. It's, it's easy to get overwhelmed with you know, how, how am I supposed to move forward? I, well, I'm about to graduate. Well, where, what job are you going to have? You know, it's, it's easy to get consumed. So I've, I've found a way to use my strengths and, you know, what I enjoy moving forward to now wanting to help others do the same thing, wanting to help other people find that clarity and move forward. Cause it's, it's almost like a burden lifted off your shoulders. What's this, what's been the scariest part of finding of moving from college to actually the real world? And not, you know, the, the thought that it's not going to work out, you know, (laughs) but, and there's, you want to be set in stone in a future and a plan. And sometimes it's, that's not always for certain, you know, there's always the unknowns, but it's, it's okay to take some of those risks and get out there and kind of trust your gut, your trust, your, your skills, what you are passionate about. And that's, that's what helped me. 
Man, you know, that's so good. We can't control the outcome. Yep. We don't know that it's like we can try to force a situation that's not exactly. the right fit. Or, right. Yeah. So, right. so, and here's what we're going to do is, so if anybody is interested and there's going to be a limited number of opportunities here, but so you better reach out quickly if you want to do this, but both I'm going to go with Hunter in conjunction together. We're going to take people through three sessions and there's some things you'll get out of that. So basically you're going to get, we're going to do the Myers-Briggs MBTI and the strong assessment and, and give you some feedback. So you'll get some, you'll go through this instrument as well, identifying your, your interests and passions. You also get to identify, understand your personality with these instruments, and you're going to identify life experiences that can help you. The exciting thing about this too, is that it's going to help you create an individualized plan to go out and get that next, make that next career move. And it could be even that you're going to start some new business or start some new, take some new action that you wouldn't have done. And the accountability that coaching offers, because we're not going to only be there to guide and ask the questions and get, help you get some clarity, but also follow up with you. And you'll feel a sense because you're investing in the process. You'll feel a sense that, hey, I got to I got to do some things here, whether it's, you know, getting those letters out to the companies, reaching out to new people, networking, taking some risks that are going to have, I guarantee if you do it and you invest, it'll have a lifelong impact because it'll change the way you approach life because it'll change the confidence level that you actually have. So reach out and there'll be a link. There's a link in the podcast to actually do that. So you can get on the schedule with Hunter and myself. Again, you better do it quick because I believe there's going to be a lot of interest in this. And I do want to do one thing with Hunter and I. We did this in, I think, episode number 23 or 22. And this is the legacy jar. And I want to have us each answer a question that I pull out of this. It's kind of fun. So the question is number 79. Um, and you can buy these 25 bucks off the website and off of decideyourlegacy.com. What's some good news that you can share with us? You want me to go first? You go first. Give you a second to think go about first. it. Yes. Uh, good news to share with everybody. I recently just uh, secured an apartment. So I will be moving out just another step, like we talked about into uh, the adult world. And I'll be uh, moving out to an apartment here and just, uh, signed a year lease. So it's exciting okay. news on my end. That is good news, man. Big, big step right there. And so some good news that I can share is gosh, um, I should know the answer to this one for sure. I would say, recently kind of found it fun to learn how to paddleboard and that's kind of exciting. So yeah. hobbies like kayaking, being on the water, it's good news. Let's kind of sign off here. And I want you to think about something you've learned today, something that has been inspiring for you today from this episode. So we got those three things. First of all, find career clarity. You got to know yourself and do things to actually know yourself. You got to find ways as way as well to create filters and actually use them. So use them to eliminate opportunities, have the courage to do so, trust your intuition. And then you got to take action and gave you some real practical things you can do to actually take action. So you take something from today, the call to action for you today is to consider hiring us as coaches for career, but you got to figure out what's next in your life. And I would encourage you to make a commitment to do something different based on this episode today. Just one thing. It doesn't matter. It might be just, you know, you're going to make a list of those contacts. 
you're gonna get that done. But do something that is inspiration for you today because you decide your legacy, no one else. You decide your future, no one else. So thanks for tuning in. Next episode will be number 27. Tell your friends, like us, Apple and Spotify, and I'll see you next time. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.